From the Financial Times in Maputo, I'm David Pilling, Africa Editor. This is FT News. An official report was released yesterday after Jacob Zuma, President of South Africa, abandoned his attempt to stop publication. The report calls for criminal investigation into possible ties between the presidential office and a family of powerful businessmen. On the line from South Africa, I have Joseph Cottrell, a Southern Africa correspondent. Joseph, can you just tell us what have we learned from this report? Well, we've learned uh, a long legal saga for President Zuma is coming to an end. He's been trying to block this report, which was prepared by South Africa's public protector, basically a government ombudsman who began investigating after allegations in the media and elsewhere that the Guptas, this family with business interests in lots of industries in South Africa, had been influencing ministerial appointments and basically trying to use their influence to win lucrative state contracts, partly through their friendship with President Zuma. Now, what the report says is there is evidence to suggest that. You know, they use mobile phone evidence, for example, to pinpoint the location of what were at the time little-known politicians in the African National Congress at the Gupta's mansion shortly before they were offered the job of finance minister by Mr. Zuma himself. So it doesn't look good. There are no sort of strong conclusions being brought. The public protector said there should now be a judicial commission of inquiry to investigate the case further and also refers where it appears crimes have been committed to national prosecutors in South Africa. So there's a lot here about Mr. Zuma himself and about the Guptas, but it's really what the report says about institutions across South Africa's democracy and also problems within the ANC itself. You've said there's no smoking gun here. The report in question is from the now former public protector. What weight does this carry and what happens next? It carries quite a lot of weight considering that the Office of Public Protector in South Africa isn't well funded and has been resisted every step of the way by Mr. Zuma's lawyers and also sort of lawyers for the other ministers which have been implicated in terms of having ties to the Guptas. So given those limitations and the pressure the public protector was working under before she left office, it is quite significant. And also there is one precedent here of a previous public protector report which investigated claims that Mr. Zuma had used taxpayer money to pay for some of the improvements to a private residence a few years ago. That ultimately led to a finding by a constitutional court that Mr. Zuma had violated the constitution, which is quite serious. Now, nevertheless, the ANC closed ranks around Mr. Zuma and said he shouldn't resign. This time, however, it's this drip, drip effect. However many legal battles Mr. Zuma has lost in the past, he's always found a way to survive. But as the evidence builds up, as civil society steps away from him, as people within the ANC sort of find a voice to criticise him, time is running out. There were demonstrations yesterday against Mr. Zuma by two of the opposition parties and by a, a new group that's formed explicitly, really, to prize Mr. Zuma out of office. There have been some ANC heavyweights who've come out against the president. Is this now the final straw for Jacob Zuma, or can he survive yet again? Unlike previous times where he has toughed out pretty heavy criticism, it's noteworthy this time that the opposition is more cohesive, they're coordinating their attacks, whether that be opposition parties such as 
the Democratic Alliance or the economic freedom fighters who broke away from the ANC some years ago in terms of using the legal system to force information out on Suzuma's ties to the Guptas, they've really sharpened their game. And as you mentioned, in civil society, there was this new group called Save South Africa, formed of religious leaders, ANC veterans, and also business executives. Now, not all of them are actually saying Zuma has to go. Business has been quite wary of saying that. However, I was in Pretoria yesterday as these protests were going on, and there was a whole cathedral filled with ANC stalwarts saying he has to go now, otherwise a mockery is going to be made of the constitution. So again, as I was saying, momentum is starting to shift against Mr Zuma in a way it hasn't done until now. And just finally, what are the economic implications for this and what are the implications in terms of South Africa's reputation as a place in which international investors can do business? For example, as pressure has mounted on Mr Zuma, we've seen a rallying of the rant. Is this significant? Well, it's been such a crazy week in South Africa already. We haven't mentioned that on Monday charges of fraud were dropped against South Africa's finance minister, Pravin Gordon, in what was seen as a politically motivated prosecution by Mr. Zuma. So it's another setback for the president. The RAND already gained as those charges were dropped because Mr. Gordon is an internationally respected uh, minister who has been blowing a gasket to prevent South Africa losing its investment grade credit rating. The racing agencies have looked at the weak growth, the incredibly high unemployment rates, next to this institutional chaos within the ANC and state institutions, and said, well, look, you're on your way to a junk rating. The RAND has been falling pretty much nonstop for the last five years, as it seemed Mr. Zuma was acting with impunity. Again, momentum has changed suddenly. And I think, you know, investors should be paying much more attention to where South African politics goes next. Joseph Cottrell, thank you very much.